Part 1. Taking a Risk During my last year at CU Boulder, I was on the cusp of graduating. I had completed the majority of my prerequisite courses, leaving only four upper divisions left, and had a decent GPA that was reflected of the good times I had at Boulder, especially during my first two years, due to the newfound discovery of freedom that most kids at 18 years old experience. For all the curious people out there, my GPA was a 3.2. The only thing that was standing in my way from graduating was to fulfill my BA Film Studies major requirement, which was to take an upper division film history course that was in two parts. The first part had to be taken in the fall, as the second part of the course is immediately followed in the spring. I was eligible to take this course in my junior year, but I was already registered for five courses. And from the experiences that were shared to me by my fellow classmates, was that film history was something not to take lightly. It was a dense course that required a lot of reading, writing hefty thesis papers, and with a professor that had a reputation for being a tough grader. So I decided to wait for my senior year to take this course, as I had only a couple of classes I needed to take in the fall and spring for me to graduate on time. When it was my turn to sign into the Buff portal, which is the University of Colorado student website where we can access our student email accounts, get daily campus news, and to register for our classes. I went to the film study courses option and continued to scroll down all the way down to the film history 4000 something. I don't recall the actual course number, but I knew it was towards the bottom of the list. However, the minute I saw the course, my stomach sank. The dread I secretly had which I didn't think would actually happen to me, happened. The course was full. The wait list was long, and I couldn't believe for a course that is required for all film studies, BA and BFA majors, that there are only 20 seats available for a campus that housed thousands of students. My emotions got the best of me at the moment. I shouted out, why? What the hell? How is this possible? After pacing around angrily, pulling my hat off and scrunching it in my hands, I then realized I'm going to have to stay another year in Boulder. After leaving Colorado, I decided to move to Los Angeles as the summer before I did an internship there to just see what life was like in LA within the entertainment industry. And more importantly, if I would like it better than New York City, which was a city I was already familiar with. I was able to land a job immediately through connections I already built from the summer before. The first paying job right out of college was being a production assistant for season one of Lie to Me starring Tim Roth, most famously known as the guy wearing the Hawaiian shirt from the infamous diner holdup scene in Pulp Fiction, and also as the baddie from the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. I felt like a big shot getting a good production job on a real network show, including health insurance, Unlike my other friends in LA who were also coming out of college with their completed degrees, but were struggling to find a decent paying gig or even a job. Also to provide some more context, this was during the year of 2008 and nine, when our country was in the midst of an economic recession, the biggest one in our country's history since the Great Depression. So I couldn't believe my luck that I was able to get a studio gig right out of college, especially without a degree. My career path took off from there I eventually ended up finding a passion for the business side of the TV and film industry. I enjoyed the number crunching, problem solving, and the blend of business with creative. I decided that I wanted to become a producer. 
So I ended up working in various jobs in different sectors of the film industry to understand all aspects of how to make a movie, which entailed me taking an assistant job in the marketing and distribution division at Universal, then another assistant position at Fox Broadcast Legal Department, and finally, another assistant position at 20th Century Fox Studios to a high-powered creative executive who oversaw the productions of films such as The Night at the Museum franchise, The Greatest Showman, The Post, and the Oscar-winning film Bohemian Rhapsody. At that job, I developed my passion for producing. My boss at 20th Century Fox noticed my ability to recognize good scripts, existing IPs, and a natural knack for providing solid script notes. She asked me one day if I wanted to pursue a career in producing, and I emphatically said, yes. She asked me to send my resume to her, and she'll see if she can help me land a junior creative executive job at Fox. But then, the Fox-Disney merger happened, and my boss lost all the leverage she had at Fox and decided to take a position at Netflix. But before she left, she provided me a list of her contacts of up-and-coming writers that she believed could use my assistance, especially with my previous knowledge and knowledge of the industry and my pre-existing contacts as well. She believed this would be a good opportunity for me rather than being her assistant at Netflix. So I ended up taking that list and reached out to some of them and asked them to submit their scripts to me. A month later, I suddenly found myself collecting 10% of their paychecks as a manager, as I was able to sell some of their scripts to production companies. Without knowing it, I started my own business and was able to make a living without having to answer to anyone. I was my own boss. Eventually, I found myself meeting Dennis Davison, a well-known publicist in our industry who was about to form a new production company with Grant Hill. Not Grant Hill, the Hall of Fame basketball player, but the Grant Hill who produced the Titanic, the Matrix sequels, and currently the Matrix 4, and more impressively produced majority of Terrence Malick's films who happens to be a personal hero of mine. I ended up signing a two-year contract with a new production company that will mainly focus on creating independent auteur films, so not like the movies such as The Matrix, but more like Terrence Malick's films with a specific and small targeted audiences. My official title was Independent Creative Executive, meaning I will still oversee production for some of their films, but I had a clause in my contract to be able to pursue outside projects from their production company. since. I had to roster my own clients that weren't involved with Grant's company. I was riding high. I was even provided with my own assistant after years of being an assistant to other executives. I finally felt like I made it in Hollywood, hustling and working hard over the past decade, dreams coming to fruition, and that I'm about to see my name listed as an executive producer during the credits of a legitimate feature film. But then COVID hit. Everything I once knew disappeared in a split second. My life forever changed once the world began to shut down.